Welcome to It's Karmic. I'm your host, Mika Bradford. This is a sacred space to connect with karma and past lives through astrology, energy work, and intuition. Hello and welcome to the It's Karmic podcast. I am so excited today to connect in with a fellow Scorpio rising whom I just freaking adore, Jessica Rose. Um, You may know her previously as the Divine Maven, Maven, if you've connected in with her before. Um, She has She's in her transformational period right now, and I'm loving watching it happen. So what a beautiful time to have her on. Ah, Jessica, thank you for being here. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me. So excited. Tell us who you are, what you do, or what you're currently doing, because it's always evolving. Tell us. Yes, so true. I'm a manifester in human design, so I feel like... Mm always feel like I'm evolving and that could be a scary thing because I just never know the direction that I'm being led sometimes. So I'm Jessica Rose and if I had to put a label, I would be an energy and business mentor and almost, I would say an awakening coach, Mm. kind of really helping people to awaken to new ways of thinking, of being, of living, of embodying in whatever way that they're meant to really tapping more into like according to their human design, according to their really like their unique blueprint and what they're here to, what they came on this earth to do and get done. Mm, I love that about you too, because it shines through everything you do is like, there's no one size fits all. There's no um, box to put yourself in everything you offer since I've known you, since I've seen you grow has always been, Hey, like, what is your signature? What are you meant to do? And like, let's find your path, not um, any other path, not Jessica's path, not Vika's path. Like let's find whomever we're speaking, you're speaking to and working with their path. And I love that about you. Thank you. Absolutely. I feel like, uh, giving that permission slip to people, you know, you don't have to do it how I do it, how my mentors do it, how you do it. Truly the path is to your fullest expression is going to be so unique to you. And like, let's let's play. Let's find that out. Let's pull that out of you. Let's explore. I know you work with a lot of shadow work, which I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Like let's look (laughs) at all these parts and, and make the most unique business, unique energy, like all that you bring, let's bring it all together so we can really let you shine and do it your way. Mm, I love that so, so much. Okay. <laughs> tell us, because I know you've gone through like a huge transformation in your life just from, um, cause you were a nurse and then you transitioned. And I believe if I'm remembering correctly, like you originally wanted to go to med school, right. Yeah. And then ended up in the nurse world and then progressed. Right. So tell us about like that journey and how the heck you ended up doing this soul work instead of like body work. Well, you're still doing body work, but like the traditional system versus the new system. Yeah. Oh goodness gracious. Let's go back down memory lane here. (laughs) Uh, You know, it started out growing up. I wanted to be a doctor and 
I have to think about it. I don't even know if that's really what it was. I think it was, I want to, you want to help people, right? That's like the essence of a healer is you want to make the world a better place. And, um, my parents were both born in different countries. So my dad's from Afghanistan, my mom's from El Salvador, and they are first generation. Like we're the first generations to go to college. And I think there is a pressure as that first generation to fulfill the American dream. And, and I'm sure that that happens even with, you know, if you're not immigrants, it's just, there's that pressure from society to, oh my gosh, you know, do uh, go to the best school that you can get into so you can get the best quote unquote job to work what 80 hours a week. And, you know, it's just, and I, that's the only way that I knew, right. Was, you know, get into, okay, what's the best, what's the best job that you can, you know, as helping people that, that you could have. And for me, that was the doctor. So I didn't even think about that. It's like, even this is like what I want to do. So I went down that path and, you know, life had a different direction for me. I didn't get into med school. Uh, I applied to like 20 different schools and, and I could have kept going with it. Right. So I think that was also a thing within me that was like, "Mm, nah, like let's try what's else. And so the next best thing for me was a nurse practitioner. I don't know. Do they have those in Canada? Yeah, definitely. So I was like, okay, let's, let's do that. That's still in that, that role. And I got a wait listed for that. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh shit, what do I do next? <laughs> and the next thing on the list was to become a nurse. And that was always like, I knew in the back of my mind, that was just a stepping stone to something different. And, but there I was, I found myself like 10 years later, still in the industry and completely miserable you know, I, I knew that the business environment, the business world wasn't meant for me. To me, it felt very toxic. I could already feel that, but I didn't realize that that toxicity existed in the healthcare system Mm. (laughs) very much. So there was a lot of, um, Oh, there was a lot of bullying. There was a lot of, um, competition. There was, I I can't even explain it. It was just like a toxic relationship that also was golden handcuffs because over here in California, it pays exceptionally well to be a nurse. And, uh, and you were really, I was really tied to this money, you know, like safety, but, uh, my body had other plans for me, my spirit. And you and I talked about this on my podcast was how a lot of us were really shown where misalignment comes through our our health and it just starts to deteriorate in front of your eyes. And I found myself with um, a pretty debilitating uh, intestinal disease after I had my daughter and also severe postpartum anxiety and depression. And so I couldn't work. I couldn't even take care of my kids at that point. And um, that was like a very aha moment for me. That was like, well, whatever you're doing is not working. Like whatever. And I didn't know what was next, but I literally knew I couldn't live another day, another minute, the, the same direction that I was going. And so, you know, um, it's so funny though, I guess when you're ready, the teacher will appear and a girlfriend that I had just started to get to know, she had been through postpartum depression. She was also into spirituality. We were like low key into the, I was always into the Oracle cards and astrology and all that, but you know, I kind of pushed it to a side, but she knew, and she took me to a woman's circle and 
it was a, a woman's circle by this medium named Paula. Like I remember her so vividly and I walked into that women's circle and I didn't even know what a woman's circle was. You know, it was just these women getting together, pulling cards, talking about energy and, and all that. And I walked in and she said, you're a bright white light. You're an earth angel. And I'm like, lady, listen, like, (laughs) do you even know me? You know, I'm, I was like, my marriage was falling apart from like decisions that I had made that were, you know, very, uh, very toxic to our relationship. And in my mind, I was like, I'm not, what are you like? I'm not good. Are you kidding? You know, there's a lot of shame, but, uh, I kept going. And then I remember her telling me your, your ailments, your physical ailments, your emotional ailments, they're from emotions. Like they're Mm -hmm. from your emotional issues. I was like, no lady, like, (laughs) (laughs) I love you. You're amazing. But actually it's this scientific, you know, it's this bacteria in my, and she was kind of just very lovingly like, okay, you know, uh, but she was so right. And from there, it was like the veil was lifted and very slowly, but surely really came back to me, came home. I think it's coming home to my spirituality and that path because it was in me very, very long ago when I was a child. And again, we just push it away. So coming back to that, really exploring that through, gosh, I don't know, self-help, personal development world, plus I would see mediums and go to those circles and all that really opened my eyes. And then I think I hired a spiritual life coach and all of a sudden I was like, holy hell, you could get paid for this. Like you could, <laughs> you could live, you could actually work in your passion. And, and, you know, we always have that dream for like the 1% of people that get to do that but it was never me ever, ever, Mm -hmm. ever. And I think seeing this person that I really resonated with and felt similarities with and seeing her do it, I was like, Oh, wow. And then tried and just took that leap and went from there. But, uh, it's been the craziest ride since then. It was like, (laughs) get ready. If you want a big spiritual journey and growth and personal development, then take on entrepreneurship. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Seriously. Oh, I love that so much. Cause like it just, it, I think a lot of people can relate to being not losing my voice, (laughs) not exactly where you were, but like going through that process of, um, realizing that maybe the dreams they thought they had were, were implanted in them or were programmed in them. And then going through like the muck and the shit of like, (laughs) Oh, that dark night of the soul. Right. And then realizing like, Oh, wow, I get to choose. I get to decide what my future looks like. Um, but that doesn't make the process any more uncomfortable and gritty and like, (laughs) like, painful. Right. So I feel like a lot of people can, they might even be there. People living, listening to this right now might, might exactly be where you were in that, that process of like blooming, right? Like it's like the Lotus blooming in the the mud, right. And they're still in the mud. Like I can't open, I can't open, but they can. So I love, love that because it's so powerful and so confirming that uh, you can go from anything to anything right? Mm. You can, you can process either way, good or bad. Um, but like you get to choose, it's just the waking up and the body part. Oh my goodness. The, the physical waking up that teaches us is so powerful. Yes. Ugh. 
Yeah. I love that so much. Now you are doing something really cool right now. And the reason I wanted to connect with you originally is because you were like, you've started this beautiful membership where you're like working with the goddesses. And I was like, of course I want to talk to you. Um, (laughs) And then you birth this rebellion. So I want to know like what's coming through for you. Like what is pouring out of you right now that you're feeling so lit up. And so, um, Cause you're like, I'm reading your stuff right now. I'm like, Oh my God, she's on fire. Which means your people are on fire too. Cause they, you're, you're, ignited, Oh my gosh, you're right? so sweet. Oh, I love it. So like, what, what is like this container you're, you're kind of holding and creating? Cause I know you're using human de- design. The goddesses are at play here. Like what, what tell us all about what's going on. <laughs> <for you. laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, I was really known for the chakras for a long time and they're always going to be a part of my, my work. And I know that they're a really big part of your work as well too. I mean, they're just a foundation. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I, I think I kept, again, I was like, Oh, I kept myself in a box a little bit for being known as just that. When I think a part of me outgrew that, or, uh, my audience and I outgrew that. And we're really, now we're here, you know, we're stepping into so much changes in the world and, I wanted and desire to help usher in my audience with that as well and all these changes. And so um, I was, I'm on a priestess journey. So I'm, it's called the Rose Lineage, a priestess. And it's really about divine feminine leadership. And um, it's just been a beautiful journey. And I got to know the different goddesses, which I know that you work with as well, which I'm like, again, when I see that, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Right. Like my soul is so happy. And, um, it's really just about, you know, as we're stepping into this new era paradigm, I don't, I kind of hate that word now. It's like, so overused, but we're kind of already here. Right. You know, as we're stepping into this, like sometimes it can feel like we're, what do we do? How do we navigate this? And I've really found like looking to these divine feminine goddesses that we, that existed and, and transformed civilizations back then, we get to look back and tap into their essence and their knowings and the rememberings that they have for us right now to help usher us into this new way. You know, sometimes I I love looking towards what's the, the new thing, but I also think like there's a lot that we can learn from the past as well. And these beautiful souls and energies that so want to connect with us. And, and I don't, again, like I'm feeling this, like we're healers and we're known as that like good girl image, but we're also really, really fucking powerful, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I think like allowing these like fierce, fierce, powerful, expansive goddesses into our world and embodying what they have to teach us has been so life-changing, not only for me, but for, for my clients that we've been adding this into the work as well. So I had to do the goddess frequency membership and just every month tap into this new energy of each goddess, like all the uniqueness that they have to bring. Mm, And I love that because something you mentioned there relates back to like goddesses and gods. Um, 
we're never personified as being all good, right? They have their shadow, right? They (laughs) have their shadow. Most of the goddesses are quite erratic. Um, They, they, like, if we just think about Kali for a second, who's one of my favorite goddesses to work with, like she was literally chopping heads off and wearing (laughs) them around her neck. Like she is wild, right? And then even like Lilith, like she goes off on her own and starts having sex with demons and having babies with demons. And you're just like, like these, these people had emotion, the goddesses, these, yeah, whatever they are, um, energy forces, like they have their own personalities. They're not like, they're not perfect. They're not they 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 have human essences to them. Right. Um, yeah. and so I think it's so powerful that we can connect to them without them having to be perfect, right? It's like we connect to their power, we connect to their um, their rawness, and that helps us be more, like more, more woman, more raw, more real, right? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. So much more that. authentic and just embracing all, 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 all oh, parts of us. All. And I love that you're talking about this, like, like throwing the good girl out the window too, because I I've been doing that a lot in the last. I don't know, maybe two years, three years, because like we personify women as being good or soft or sweet, which is part of it. Absolutely. The feminine is sweet. It is soft. It is, um, that, that, that Piscean energy, but also like women are chaos, right? Like creative energy, creative forces are chaos. And I feel like the feminine hasn't had a container to be chaotic in thousands of years right like it's like you're hysterical you're this you're you're emotional you're crazy no I'm just I'm just a woman and like why can't I express that as my chaotic expression like my husband lets me be my chaotic wild woman I'm sure he Um, loves it and like Like, he worships her and why can't we invite that back in so I love that you're doing that you're inviting women to be chaotic be the rebel be wild Mm. yes like reclaiming that you know and the good girl I mean we're not girls anymore we're women you know and the good girl I really think was created by the patriarchy to keep us small totally you know, and and what does that even mean? Like, what does that mean to be a, I think we think that means something that we liked and loved by everybody. Well, I I don't know. We, we attach something to it and no, we get to bring whatever meaning we want to who we are and we're good no matter what, no matter Mm -hmm. what we do, we are good and, and pure and light. And there's nothing that we could be or do to, to take that away, you know? So yeah, I think that's been my really my biggest lesson for sure growing up has been letting go of that that good girl image, but it's also been the most expansive mm-hmm. truly. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like magnetic, right? And you mentioned like um before we hopped on the call like you connecting into like the Lilith archetype right now. Yes. So yes. can you can you speak to us about that cuz my people know I love Lilith so I'd love yeah. for you to speak into Lilith here. What's well, so interesting because I I learned about Lilith mostly from you. Okay. Which I love, right? It's like I have my goddesses that I'm kind of drawn to or that have connected with me and then I this is the thing I love is like we all have certain goddesses that we're connected to. And like, when you share about Lilith from your 
such passionate place. I'm like, oh, ooh, like I need to know her. Where normally if I just heard her name, it was kind of like, meh, mm. you know? And so I, that's another part that I love is like seeing these, these essences of these goddesses come through other people. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I love it. So yeah, I mean, just this, this wild woman persona and like playing with it. And what does that feel like? And what is that, what does that look like in my day to day, adding that to my life of saying, like not holding myself back. I'm really, I'm a manifester in human design, which is all about, you know, initiating and and being in your power. And that is something that I repressed for a long, long time or never saw myself as a leader before. And so I think with Lilith, it's like, just like human design for me, it's that permission slip to be mm. that like, oh, but wild, but free and uh, transformational in that freedom, you know, just uh, other people feeling that. And I don't know, just like the ripple effect of that, of allowing that. And just, I just see it like other women all of a sudden just being able to like take their clothes off and run free. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's exactly that with Lilith, right? Because, and I love the the per- permission slip thing is so powerful because I felt very similar in my own journey with her. Um, I, my stepdad is a weirdo. I love him to death. He's very, <laughs> he's, he's so weird. Um, and he's been telling me about Lilith since I was little. Okay. And um, for the long, longest time, it had no connection other than being fascinating because my, my stepdad likes to rattle religious people's cages, um, which is like not a, not a hit to anyone who believes in like in the traditional religion. Um, I'm absolutely open to all aspects of anything, but yeah. he likes to rattle their cages and ask them, well, what about Lilith? And the thing about Lilith is that he, she's not taught in the Bible and she's not taught in um, a lot of scripture. You have to go back into like Hebrew scripture to even find mm-hmm. information about her. And he likes to like dig in about when people are like, well, Adam and Eve, and he'll be like, but what about Lilith? And then most <laughs> people are like, who's Lilith? And so he's been telling me this story about Lilith since I was, since I was pretty young. And that she's come through now. I'm like, oh my God, she's always been there. Like tapping at my window being like, hey girl, like reclaim your power, be wild, be free. And I've always been that way, but there were moments of repression um, for sure. And, but I I actually, she's always been there knocking at the door being like, Mm. to be wild, we need to be wild. And I've noticed the more I tap into that wild woman myself, uh, the the permission I'm giving to my people to mm-hmm. find her, right? Like to take off their clothes, to go find a new beach, to go be whatever it is that you are, whether that means you are getting naked or not, like go be it, right? Right. Whatever your wild looks like, if that's dancing around a campfire, great. If it's sitting around a campfire, great. Like just go find it. Um, and that has been a big thing for me lately is like the, the term like rewilding ourselves. Yeah. Because we're so we've put ourselves in cages. I feel like, or we've been yeah. taught to be in cages. Right. Or we think that we're, yeah. And it's like, we think that we're like, Oh, I'm wild. Blah, 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 blah. But mm, okay. Now we're ready for this next layer of yeah. rewilding. It reminds me of uh, Mary Magdalene, actually in my priestess mm-hmm. journey, we connect a lot with Mary Magdalene and she's another one in the Bible that was seen as a prostitute. And she was actually 
Jesus's like dear companion, mm-hmm. you know, and she actually has her own, um, oh my God, what is it called? Like Testament. Okay. You know how like Paul yeah. and all that, she has her own too that has been found that is so incredible. It is literally, I think it really is like living out your true essence, which is love. But, uh, you know, I, I'm Catholic too. So, I mean, like I I get kind of, <laughs> I don't know, it's interesting because I know that they they change that. It, to me, it feels like they changed that story to hide those parts of it, you know? Yeah. So it's been really, really incredible to see these other sides and get to know these other women that existed and, and kind of, and hear their story, you know, mm-hmm. from a, from a woman's lens, from a, a different lens, from a divine feminine empowerment. And, uh, yeah, it's really cool. It is so cool. And I love that your story kind of started with women's circles. And then it's like, you've done all your, your retreats and all your stuff. And there is that element is, has always been woven through your, your work. And then like, we're seeing the collective want that more and more and more. Right. Mm-hmm. And like these women, Lilith, Mary Magdalene, all of them, like they are leaders of those circles, right? Like they invite us to come into circle, come into like communion with women. Um, And there's such power there when we are allowed to be wild, when we are allowed to Mm. be free, right? It's like, if I think about history, of women just like kind of shut up in a room, like just needle pointing, like, or sipping their tea or like, um, practicing on the piano. Like there was no power allowed to happen there. But imagine if those women had just looked at each other and been like, let's, (laughs) let's get wild here. Right. Like there would have been a a palpable power in that room. And so when women come together when all humans come together, but when women come together, there is this potency. Um, and when they can just be, free and wild and whatever it is that's coming through like there is power there and I think we're seeing that power sort of ripple through the world right now absolutely I think there's power in it and I think there's deep healing in it as well I mean when I first went on a retreat and joined this mastermind with nine other women I was like what what if I don't like these people what if they judge me I was painfully shy at that point and it was very hard for me to speak in front of 10 people. And so it was very, very healing in that aspect of finding safety and being seen and and heard. And I know for me, like that was a catalyst to my growth was first in that circle of Mm. seeing women that safely held and heard me and allowed me to be vulnerable, gave me that, again, permission slip to expand that. And so, yeah, and 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 let me be wild and let me be make mistakes and be silly or be, quote unquote, crazy, right? I mean, just dance, however, scream it out. If we felt like screaming out our emotions, you know, it was just it was a really beautiful container for that. And so that is one of the reasons why I myself like to do retreats, even for the people that feel like, "Mm, but I'm not a girl's girl. or I'm not a, you know, I don't really connect. I'm like, that's okay. You know, there's, there's room for you here. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it makes me wonder too, like, um, because I've been in the past 
experience those same energies of like, maybe I'm not a girl's girl, or I get tired of people, or it makes me wonder like what happened in the past lives, what regressions have, or what repressions have happened with women. Right. And then I'll, I'll look to the chart and kind of find that stuff for myself, especially where I'm like, Oh, woman wound, mother wound, woman (laughs) wound, mother wound, abandonment wound. Right. And I'll be like, it's actually therapeutic for me to go into circles with women, which kind Mm. of brings up the, I was look, I went down a rabbit hole of the witches and the witch trials recently. Um, and a man was doing research and found that I think it was something like 90% or more of the people who, um, said someone was a witch was a woman themselves, right? It was women throwing women under the bus. Right. And it was actually, he was saying that most of the men at the time were actually, um, fighting against because they thought the whole witch thing was, was just, insane so most of the men would actually be like this is insane um we can't actually try this woman and I'm like going into this I'm like fascinating that it was actually women on women crime here it was neighbors or um uh, mothers and daughters and uh women who were felt threatened by someone was near their husband or these were Mm. often the cases of people saying well Susan over there's a witch and I was like wow like imagine that echoing through all of our blood, right? Imagine that. No wonder. um, Right. That pressure or that, um, that intense betrayal of a divine feminine wound kind of going through, but that was programmed into these women, right. With through fear, through, through whatever their wounding was. And so I think we're coming into a place of healing that space. And maybe that's why we're so competitive now with women or why we're always like, that initial thought where we have with women think when we're unhealed is to be jealous or to be, um, I want to be better than her or I, she threatens me. Um, and maybe it's coming through the blood, right? Yeah. I think about yeah. that a lot. Another part of our, you know, that part of our shadow that we're really here to take a look at in this lifetime. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so great though, too, because it's like, we can really beat ourselves up of like, why am I feeling this way? you know, but also knowing that there's so many different layers to it. There's literally, Endless. you know, mm-hmm, past lives and and who knows what we experience that is like carried at our DNA. So it's just like showing grace too. Yeah, so much grace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Okay. I want to know more about like, cause human design is not something I have fully dove, dove, dived. I don't know what the word is there (laughs) gone into. Um, I just know I'm a manifester and I have like, I don't know, something going on with my solar plexus, but I would love to know more about like why you dove in, why this was like kind of the thing you chose to go with. Cause it is really powerful. It's the mixture of like the chakras and the the astrology and like, there's other things in there too, I believe. So tell us, tell us more about this. I forgot you were a manifester like me. My gosh. Do you know what your number is? It's like a, it's like a fraction. Oh yes. Um, okay. I am the hermit row model. Um, like, okay. So two, two, six, six. Yes. two, six. Yes. Oh, amazing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Human design found me maybe like three and a half years ago and I looked into it and I was kind of like, meh. I don't know, you know, it just, it was there, but it, it wouldn't go away. (laughs) It's like kept showing up everywhere. And so finally I was like, okay, you know, I really love astrology. I'm kind of like, no, like I'm good. You know, I'm good with this, this knowledge, but 
it found me and it, how do I explain it? I mean, it was able, it was just like astrology that was able to be like, finally be like, yeah, I feel so seen right now and who I am and allowed me to just be even more me. Mm. It was like this beautiful self-love and awareness tool. It is. It's like the ultimate self-love tool for like seeing us for exactly who we are and, and sp- like spinning it in a positive light. Like this is your gift, you know, mm-hmm. which I think is similar to astrology as well, you know, and I love that it had my chakras in there. It has astrology. It has Kabbalah. It has I Ching. And then also has quantum physics. And oh, wow. I was very deeply in in school, we learned a lot of quantum physics and I, that was like the only class that I did. I was like a C student in college. That was the only one that I did good because I was fascinated by it. So for me, it's been, it's this structure and support that I, that balances me out because I am very feminine. I am very in the flow. I don't do much strategy at all. Like it makes me like cringe to think about, you know, again, it's like being in that box, I suppose. And, but it's like this wonderful masculine structure for me to like land on of, you know, this is, this is who you are. These are the traits that you have that make you, you, this is, this is a great way for you to help make decisions. This is how you um, are meant to lead. And so for that, it's been like this beautiful space to land for me. And in that support and that structure in a way that feels good for me and doesn't mm-hmm. feel restricting, <laughs> which is so powerful. Like for, and you have, am I remembering correctly? You have something in Pisces too. Is it your son? Is in Pisces? Yeah. It's my son in Pisces, moon and cancer, Scorpio right. rising, like so much mm, water, 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 drowning in water. Just yeah. drowning. <laughs> so like what a beautiful <laughs> container for you. Like you said there when you hit on like the masculine container for all the feminine that you have I was thinking of your astrology I was like I know she has Pisces and Scorpio and Cancer so what a beautiful thing to contain you I talk about this in my like my readings a lot with my water people where I'm like you need containment right especially like people who have like they're Pisces Venus I'm like your love like needs boundaries right Um, (laughs) because it's it's absolutely endless like my husband is a Pisces Venus I'm a Virgo Venus so I contain his like gush Mm -hmm. I like give him like a damn so it's like don't give me all of it right Um, right. but then I receive like the overflow Um, so I love that you found a container for all of your intuition, all of your like very watery guidance that's coming through so that you could actually do what you want to do. And you can see it too, right? Cause you said you found that what three and a half years ago and your, your business is three years old because you just celebrate three years, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, happy birthday, by the way. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and you can see like how you've grown with that solid container to put yourself into without restricting yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally. Because that's what astrology has provided for me as well. It's like, Mm -hmm. um, I have a lot of Leo in my chart, like a lot of Leo. And so I, I, Thank God for my Virgo. Thank God, because I, I, I would just be all over the place. Right. But astrology gave me, um, a grounding point. So something, something physical to kind of access Mm -hmm. and use so that my fire and my Scorpio rising wasn't just like, like, (laughs) so that's so beautiful. And like people tapping into you right now, like they're going to work with you 
um, like it's multidimensional with you, right? It's not just, you were just doing human design. It's like this multifaceted ex- exploration of self with human design as like a tool. A tool. Yeah. It's, it's what you kind of said in the beginning is like, I've always been, let's look at you and your uniqueness and really how do we illuminate that? How do we turn the volume up on that? And so for me, it's, it's using human design, it's using energy healing, it's using, you know, their mindset is like, for me, it's, there is a part of it, right? I mean, it's a small part. It is a part of it and strategy. There's a little bit, right? So, but it's really looking at your unique soul blueprint and how you're meant to put that all together. And so, yeah, I feel like it's that. And I, it's holding people at their highest and I just see them at that. And I hold it to that, even when they can't see it, Mm, but they have nothing, they have no choice, but to rise up to that because I can hold it so strongly for them. And that's why it's sometimes hard to describe. It's like, well, who, what is it like in your containers, you know, Mm. and maybe you feel similar too, just to put like words on it, that it's just, it's more of an experience. It's more of a, it's more of a feeling. It's more of a journey. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's, that's all your water energy there being (laughs) We can't put labels on this, right? It's, it's an experience. We're immersing. I love that yeah. about you because it is an invitation to immerse rather than like um, a fix or like a quick fix. It's it's not that. It's an immersion. It's like, yeah. let's go into the waters of Jessica. <laughs> like bathe in this energy, and then see what we find there. It's so beautiful. Oh, okay. I freaking love everything you do. I just love watching your entire journey. You just, you inspire me so much. So oh, I know likewise. my people are going to be super inspired by you. Tell them how they can work with you right now. Cause I know you've got a bunch of things going on, which is yeah. beautiful. Um, so I have the goddess frequency membership and so that's $44 a month. And, um, each month we go into a new goddess. And so we'll do activation calls. We'll do breath work. You really get to know them. And it's, it's also with me and two other of my incredible soul sister healers, um, it's so funny. Like, I feel like I'm the heart chakra. One of them's the, the intuitive mystic and the other one is like the grounding. So it's, mm. it's the, the perfect energy. And I also have the rebellion mastermind. So that's for healers and light workers and soulpreneurs that are really wanting to turn the volume up on their gifts. You know, it's like, we know we're all intuitive. We know that we're healers, but you actually have your, a certain uniqueness based on your human design. And so once we know that it's like, all right, let's go. It's go time. Like, let's really share that part of it. And when we do, I found that, you know, people's transformations with their clients is more, the transformations are more intense and just all around, they just feel like they're in more alignment. So that is open as well. And then I have one-on-one coaching. I have one spot for that. That is more like that really, really intimate support. Mm, and high touch. Yeah. Yeah, Going all the way in. I love that you've launched it now too, because I don't know if you realize, um, the astrology of the new moon coming tomorrow, we have this big old opposition between the new moon 
Um, so the moon and the sun and Uranus yeah. and Uranus is the rebel, right? And it's moving through Taurus, like completely eradicating all old systems of like self um, worth issues and our, our resources and everything. And I feel like your rising is being activated and like this Uranus <laughs> transit we're going through is like the you said something about being the barracuda in your, your post yeah. today and like the Uranus is the rebel. And there is something here being like, yes, Jessica, like, that's so funny. This. You're like, you're following the stars. You're, you are, you are you're <laughs> tapping into this complete need to revolutionize something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love that you're, you, you're just doing it. <laughs> I'm such a good student. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Like the universe is like, like, do this, do this. And you're like, all right. I think we're all feeling it right. in the collective, that's why a lot of similar things tend to come out, right? Like we're both talking about the goddesses and it's just Mm -hmm. really just the same things that we're all tapping into. Totally. I love that. So anyone who's listening, like go discover her magic. Um, You give so much value and magic just on your Instagram and your podcast away just for free because you're amazing and then you can dive in deeper with her oh my goodness just follow her journey she's amazing um (laughs) and I'm gonna link her in the show notes of course and make it easy for you guys oh Jessica thank you for being here it's just it's always a pleasure to talk to you it's always a pleasure to connect with you I know. Likewise, it's just such a beautiful, I have gratitude for those aspects of social media, being able to connect amazing people and get to know from different countries. It's like, it's insane, but it's that we never would have known each other Mm -hmm. without this, uh, very Aquarian tool that we've been provided with (laughs) and there's everyone finding their soul tribe is just, it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. And please, I encourage you to connect in with Jessica Rose through the show notes below. Follow her, connect in with her wisdom. She is a powerhouse of knowledge and absolutely just a beautiful divine light in this world. So thank you so much for connecting in today, sending you so much love.